to another episode of the Pop Culture Shuffle with Joel Garcia. I am your host, Joel Garcia. Today I wanted to talk about a really bad Disney sequel. We all have a bad Disney movie, and some may have a bad Disney sequel. Disney surprisingly has a lot of them. Way before Frozen 2 or Ralph Breaks the Internet, there used to be a bunch of direct-to-video sequels to Disney films. And they were, for the most part, really bad. There were some good ones, some bad ones, but I think the bad ones outnumber the good ones. And even then, like, some of them are just atrocious. A a good example of a bad Disney movie will look no further than the very first one. Way back in the far-off year of 1994, Disney released The Return of Jafar. And in a way, it foretold how bad these movies would be. Now, of course, direct-to-video sequels are terrible. It doesn't matter whether they're live-action or animated, or if you can get either one, all, or even half of the cast, it'll still be terrible. Because you can clearly tell, this movie was made for money. At least with the first one, you can tell, oh, they have a reason, they have a message, they have someone to tell. Not the sequel. The sequel is, we made money, let's make some more. And the thing can be said about The Return of Jafar, a movie that you can tell at one point it was going to be a good idea, but it failed miserably. Clearly at some point somebody told them, hey, what if we do all the things that didn't happen in the first movie? Because there's a lot of bad elements about The Return of Jafar. Yeah, the title indicates the bad guy returns, and his revenge is really, really bad. It also doesn't help that in this sequel to Aladdin, you know, the movie that had great music, great animation, and Robin Williams, this has none of the above. The music is terrible, the animation looks like a Saturday morning cartoon because it was supposed to be a cartoon before it became a movie, and Robin Williams is not in this movie. He does not play the genie. We'll go through each of them one by one, but first, the music. Now, it looks at some point that they were clearly trying to make up for, like, say, oh, Jafar didn't have a song, Iago didn't have a song, and... Yeah, like, with Jafar, it makes sense. The song he he sings in this movie is really good, but then you hear Iago, and let's just say, you do not want to hear Gilbert Gottfried sing ever again. And then there's the animation, which... I actually looked up information about this film, The Return of Jafar, and turns out it's supposed to be the first few episodes of the Aladdin TV show, which did air, and if you've never seen it, it's okay. It brings in a lot of magic and elements and a lot of fun things that would make Aladdin a great TV show, and it's watchable. I wouldn't say it's good, but it's watchable. Still not on Disney Plus as of this recording. And then there's... Well, the fact that Robin Williams is not in this film. Most people may know about how he, that Robin Williams and Disney had a falling out that essentially led him to leave the company and not, and not work for them for a few years. And this came out during that time. And in this film, the voice of Genie is played by Dan Castellaneta. And if you've never heard of Dan Castellaneta, he's Homer on The Simpsons and plays a fifth of the characters on that show. And you can clearly tell that Castellaneta is trying to sound like Robin Williams, but for the most part, he just sounds like Homer. Because there's a difference. You can clearly tell the difference when Robin Williams speaks and then when someone impersonating Robin Williams speaks. And with Dan Castellaneta, maybe it was because he was playing Homer for a few years already, but you can clearly tell he's not Robin Williams. You can clearly tell it's Homer J. Simpson. And whenever he goes into a funny accent, 
or does some other impersonation, it's someone else. He could be, say, oh, groundskeeper Willie at one point, or a Scottish uh, stereotype. Like, he, he plays all these stereotypes on The Simpsons, and then you can hear them on, in Aladdin whenever he tries to play it up, because it's really obvious. And this, that's a sad thing. Like, Dan Castaneda is a great voice actor, but, like, if you hear him on The Simpsons, and then you watch Aladdin the TV show, or The Return of Jafar, you can immediately say, that's Dan Castellaneta. Everything else about the boys cast, like, most of the cast returns, and they do decent performances, so the material is terrible. And you can clearly tell, all these people were clearly paid to come back, and that's it. If you want a continuation of Aladdin, fine, that works, but it really needs to justify itself, or why do we need a sequel to Aladdin, and why in this format? Even if it were a TV show episode, maybe it could work, but otherwise, it's just really bad. Because again, bad animation, bad music, Robin Williams is not in this, and yeah, that's a major sticking point. There are other problems this movie has, such as the duets, because you do not want to hear Jasmine and Iago sing a duet, because... Someone is clearly trying, the other's not. You can pretty much tell who isn't. It's just a bad film, and ironically, the sequel to that film, Aladdin the King of Thieves, is a really good sequel. It's weird how there's The Return of Jafar, which transitions the film from the first film to the TV show, and then there's Aladdin the King of Thieves, which essentially serves as the finale to the series. And strangely, that movie is better. It's weird, it's a third part of a movie anime trilogy, and it's better than the second one. The Return of Jafar is just a terrible film. And you know what's even better? On Disney Plus, and on the rare, hard-to-find Blu-ray edition of the movie, which I think you can only get if you subscribe to a movie club, it's not even in the right format. Because on when it originally came out on VHS, it was produced in a 4x3 aspect ratio. Basically like a classic 90s TV. But nobody has 90s TV anymore. They have it in this really weird cropped format where you can clearly tell they edited the top and the bottom off. And it just looks really weird, especially when the character is supposed to be, oh, he's superimposing, but his head is cut off by the screen. Or how at some points it was supposed to be like a full body shot of the characters and yet like the top of their head and their legs are cut off. It just looks really odd like this was not framed correctly. It looks really bad and the sad thing is there's no way to get the original version unless you either own the old cassette tape or have one of those hard to find DVDs that came on the mid 2000s which even then are rare because it's hard to find the Return of Jafar or King of Thieves available on any physical format because for the most part they're either hard to find, out of print, or only on Disney Plus. And it's really weird how you can get the Return of Jafar on Disney Plus, but not the TV show. So yeah, those are my thoughts on the Return of Jafar. Unless you're going to watch every single Aladdin film, don't. And before you tell me, well, what about the live-action Aladdin? Here's the thing. That live-action film is still by far better than The Return of Jafar. Before anyone says that, oh, the live-action Aladdin is the worst for one of 50 billion dumb reasons, like Will Smith, watch The Return of Jafar and please tell me why that film is superior to the live-action remake. Because I can safely tell you, there is nothing redeeming about The Return of Jafar. Nothing. And as for Latin the King of Thieves, it's a great film. You should go check it out. It's on Disney Plus. Though admittedly, it's also in that really badly cropped widescreen.
That is all for now here in the Pop Culture Shuffle with Joel Garcia. It's been me, Joel Garcia, and I will hope to check you all here next time on the Pop Culture Shuffle with Joel Garcia.